In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Two weeks ago when Clint preached, he began his sermon with a provocative question. Remember what it was? He said, how many of you were Pentecostals? But nobody raised their hand, did you? I did. I did. When I first came to Louisville, my wife and I had just come to know Christ. And we wanted, we didn't care whose name was over the door. We just wanted to be where we felt God wanted us. So for nine months, we just bounced around from here to there, from one refrigerator church to another refrigerator church, until we stumbled, and honestly, that's the best word I can use, into this little Assemblies of God Pentecostal church on Whipsmill Road. And we found a home. We found a home. It was like God said, well, you finally got here. But at that time, I thought it was just a very timely coincidence. But I would realize later that God was all over it, and he had a plan for it, is that it wasn't a coincidence at all. But finding, I learned this, finding and joining that Pentecostal church did not make me a Pentecostal. I was a Pentecostal because I allowed the Holy Spirit, when I came to know Jesus Christ, into my life to take residence there, to begin to, to teach me and lead me into a life in the power of the Spirit. And it's a journey. It's not something that you just take two pills and call me in the morning. I mean, it's a, it's a journey, and it's still going on. Last week, Matt preached, and he, gave, he told us about Paul's confession in the seventh chapter of Romans, you know, where Paul says, I don't do the things I'm supposed to do, but I do the things I'm not supposed to do, and it just, who can save me from this body of death? Of course, the answer is Jesus Christ. And then Matt said, but then we begin the eighth chapter, and there's a key word in there, and that word is therefore. Remember what he said? He said, whenever you see that word therefore, you have to ask, what's it there for? Well, the beauty of it is that when Paul says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus, in Jesus Christ, he gave us the law of the Spirit, and that sets you free. Sets you free. That'll preach, won't it? Very seldom does the lectionary, we are a lectionary church, and we, we don't get to pick our own readings. We uh, look at the, at the lectionary to see what that looks like. And very seldom does it give you an entire chapter. But this fifth, eighth chapter of Romans is different because it is, a, it is a powerful thing. And even though it's happened over three weeks, Clint began when he did two weeks ago with um, the first, first part of that chapter, then, then Matt did the second part, and today I'm going to finish it up. But it's, it doesn't say everything. It doesn't say, you know, what, what we're supposed to do and everything. We're supposed to figure that out with the help of the Holy Spirit. Paul tells us that there is no middle road. You either do one of two things. You either live according to the Spirit of God, or you live by your own carnal, sinful nature. 
You can't put a foot in both camps and expect it to, to do anything for you because it won't. But there were so many people who, so many faithful, strong names that you would remember who have read the book of Romans and especially this eighth chapter and have, have not only come to know Christ, but have helped lead thousands and thousands of people to the Lord. John Wesley, Charles Spurgeon, that great British preacher, Martin Luther, George Whitefield. George Whitefield was, you may not have heard that name, but he was in the 1700s, George Whitefield was part of the, the great awakening in America where we, they talked about the coming to know Jesus Christ. But they all boldly proclaim God in his spirit, the good news, and literally led thousands to the Lord. When you live in the life of the spirit, you are a Pentecostal because God gives you not only a new spirit, but he gives you his spirit. He gives you the spirit that, that brings in you over time the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of those become part of your life. And notice it doesn't say fruits of the spirit. It says fruit of the spirit. They're all in one. But that word spirit in this eighth chapter of Romans appears 20 times. Now, I tell people that when you see something in Scripture once, it's important. When you see it twice, it's huge. What about 20 times? Can you imagine? I mean, this is something that we need to get a hold of and grab. However, I have to say, when you just because you come to know the Spirit and you're living a life in the Spirit, it's not all marshmallows and cream because it gets difficult. And most of you sitting in this room know that because you've been there, done that. But the idea is that the Spirit-filled life is one where we come to understand that, that those who love God know this Romans 8:28. All things work to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, remember, some people, some people, when they translate that, they say, all things work for good, or the good things work for good. No, no, no. It's everything. The good things, the bad things, the mundane things, the indifferent things, they all are in God's plan. They all work from an integrity. The word that Paul uses when he says works together is the same word we use for synergy, okay? It, where everything comes together and works together. And so all in the life of a, of a believer, it says that these experiences somehow will be good for you. When Paul uses the phrase works together, that's what he's thinking of. So, I, and I know, and I've been in some situations, I, I want to look up and say, where are you, God? You know, look, look what's happened. And yet somehow that verse comes to mind. I think that verse should be one that we commit to memory. Because if you haven't needed it up to now, you're going to. 
All things work to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Paul wanted the Romans, and he wanted you and I to really understand that, to know that God doesn't cause our suffering, but he can nonetheless use and cause all the circumstances in our life to cooperate with his divine plan. And the good Paul talks about is not some temporal blessing, not even winning the lottery, even though that sounds great. But it's not about like good health or wealth or, or, or whatever. It's about shaping us into the image of Christ, the ultimate goal. When I think about that, I was thinking two or three weeks ago, I came home and Evelyn said, you got to see this. And she was on YouTube. And there was an interview with Denzel Washington. I don't know, I mean, Denzel Washington is probably one of my favorite actors. And I don't know that you know this, but, but he is a, a devoted Christian. And with his parents, and they, they have just come, come, know, come to know Christ in a powerful way. But Denzel Washington was being interviewed by this man on, on YouTube about how he came to know God and to, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was just powerful. In 1982, to use Denzel's terms, he gave it up. <laughs> he went down front to, a, to an altar and gave his heart to Jesus. And he said it was such a shock. Something happened, and, and it was the Holy Spirit. But he, he was afraid. He, he was scared of what happened because he wasn't sure he wanted to go all the way. And yet... So he, he called his mother and said, this is what happened. And she said, oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's how, because the devil's coming out of you at that point in time. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, he didn't understand it completely. But what it did for him, like it does for all of us, is it begins a journey. And it, it kept his feet on the ground. And so that he didn't go this way or this way. But he was grounded because he, he came to know that it wasn't just about him. It wasn't just about creating something or, or being affluent or, or having people come and see, oh, there's Denzel Washington. When he received the Holy Spirit, it was an indelible mark that kept him focused, kept him grounded. And one day his mother said to him, Denzel, you do a lot of good. But it's time you do good the right way. He knew he wasn't there, but he knew that he was on the right path. So over time, the peace of God has come on Denzel. And this is what he said. He said, you know, I don't care what happens. I, I, I don't, he said, I want to be in that number. I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I don't care if it's first or last or, or somewhere in the middle. He said, it doesn't matter to me. And that's the power of God. That's the Holy Spirit giving us peace to know that nothing else matters. So when you look at the life of Paul, you know, you, you see a very similar transformation. Before Paul was Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He was the one to, 
who was just putting Christians in jail. And he went to, to Damascus and he met Jesus Christ on the road. When that happened, his whole life changed. But when you see Paul and his life of going about on these missionary journeys and all this, being beaten with rods and stoned, being shipwrecked, all this stuff happens to him. And you want to say, you know, I think if that was happening to me, I'd go home. You know, I, I don't need this. So he asked, why did Paul put up with it? Why did he put up with all the pain and the suffering? And I think it was because he knew, and what he told the Romans here, nothing could ever separate him from the love of God. Nothing. Neither trouble, nor hardship, nor persecution, nor famine, nor nakedness, nor sword, not even a pandemic could separate him from the love of God. He said, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us and gave himself for us. That's why Paul could go and no, no, no matter what happened to him, he was continuing to keep the faith and continuing to tell people of the glory that there is in God and in Jesus Christ. Paul wasn't about trying to grow a reputation. He was only interested in being in that number. He wanted to be in that number when the saints go marching in. Remember, all things work to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things. Life in the Spirit is a life of freedom. To know that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from God. And that should make us all want to stand and shout like Pentecostals because we are free because of his spirit.